The following message is brought to you by the Ezra Institute for Contemporary Christianity. To learn more about the Ezra Institute's mission to advance the Lordship of Christ, please visit www.ezrainstitute.ca. All right, and away we go with a culture war. The culture war is on every Tuesday at this time, examining some of those uh, stories that make the headlines in our culture and uh, also uh, the things that divide us. Scott Masson is the associate pastor at the Westminster Chapel here in Toronto. Good to have you back, Scott. Good morning, John. And Greta Vosper, minister at the West Hill United Church, founder of the Center for Progressive Christianity. Good morning to you, Good Greta. Good morning, John. Good morning, Scott. Good morning. You know, uh, the word progressive Christianity is kind of interesting. I guess uh, it's sort of springs to mind that the Pope is resigning, and uh, some are saying this is now an opportune moment for the Catholic Church to re-examine uh, some of its uh, direction over historically and uh, perhaps take it into a more progressive uh, area or direction, kind of a Vatican III. Greta, do you think that that might be an appropriate moment? They should seize the opportunity now? Do you see that uh, happening at all? Certainly, they should seize the opportunity. It's kind of like having a New Year's Day for us. You know, you, you, you look at the year that's coming and you think, well, I'm going to make some decisions and make some changes. But in actual fact, any day is a good day to take stock of what's going on and to make some changes. And the Roman Catholic Church has had how many days, um, even under this man, it would never have been expected that he would bring about reform uh, when he became Pope eight years ago. Uh, but the people have been have been proving that the Roman Catholic Church is not where their sentiments lie and where their faith is going to be nurtured and strengthened. And they've been leaving the church under his leadership over the past eight years in droves. And whether that will continue under new leadership, if they can try to draw people back in, I mean, I would prefer that people continue to so what would leave you do the, then? What, the Roman what do you Catholic think? Church and, and show that many of the doctrines that they hold to be true are are not true and that their application of those doctrines is oppressive and and hard and horrid. All right, so in if many there were ways. to be a, a renaissance, a, a revolution of the doctrine within the church now because of this pope stepping down, in what areas specifically? Give me a couple, three examples. Well, some immediate ones come to mind: ordination of women and the acceptance of and recognition of the leadership that women have in the in the Roman Catholic Church. Women have had incredibly um, important positions in the Catholic Church, but they but they are not allowed to have ordination, because that's a gift um, from God only to men. Um, not that I think that I want women ordained into the Catholic Church, because I think that women need to recognize that there are other doctrines within the Catholic Church that prohibit all kinds of uh, rights for all right, So you think the Church is so retrograde? Same-sex marriage, and, 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 uh, birth control. All right, so you think they should recognize same-sex marriage and uh, relax on contraception? Absolutely. All right, let's go to Scott Masson. I mean, uh, Greta sees uh, perhaps an opportunity for a, a renaissance, uh, a Vatican III. I don't to the see power it coming. To, it's, a, it's an opportunity, no, but, you but you think I it's don't an opportunity, it Scott? Well, it, I guess it is an opportunity in the sense that there's a change, and when there's a change, there's always a possibility of a change of direction. But I, I think uh, it is – I agree with Greta. I think it's uh, highly unlikely, to say the least. And I also would – and here's where we disagree. I think it would also be profoundly unwise, given the direction of the progressivism that Greta is talking about. Um, the church is built on a rock. Uh, Greta wants it to be built on a house of sand. 
the Western societies that have embraced the progressive uh, agenda are growing increasingly bankrupt because they've divorced uh, their economic life from reality. There's, they're, they're inflating currency. They're not producing children. Um, literally, they are dying out. These are cultures of death. They, uh, there's abortion on mass, on demand throughout the Western world. And uh, when there's that sort of cultural stagnation that's taking place, to embrace this, uh, for the church to embrace this, is to say, uh, we want to die out. And uh, I think Greta's views on this are totally divorced from reality, and so do the churches uh, on this. And quite frankly, I think uh, time will prove uh, that uh, the Catholic Church has been correct on the doctrines that Greta has disputed here. Well, it's certainly if if the if the purpose is to maintain an institution, then then shoring Which it, it up and and holding on to doctrine is a is a good thing to do. But the the rock that Scott refers to, upon which the church is built, that rock has been fissured since day one. There has never been a single solid rock upon which a church has been built. It's called and Jesus each, Christ, uh, and Greta. each church defines and builds its own church in in a way that interprets what that means. To them, and so there's always been That's called dozens of <laughs> dozens of fissures. And in my perspective, there's no such thing as heresy. Right? Like, there and you is don't think no absolute truth, truth that anyone right. can identify <laughs> and say that oh, because this is identified as the absolute truth, you're wrong. Right? There you don't think no there's any such thing truth. as truth, but they're wrong, and you don't there see there's a no contradiction there. There is no absolute truth. Right? And is that an absolute statement? <laughs> You could say it's an absolute statement, right. but I think that if you tried to study that one, you'd find that, that there isn't one to be found. All right. so, Listen, let me move forward here, because the church had a crossroads. That's just one talking point, and we discussed it briefly yesterday when we got the announcement, and it shocked a lot of people and the reverberations and mm. all of the implications. Uh, we can delve into that if the caller so choose, but uh, Crossroads has mm. come under scrutiny as well. This is the Crossroads Ministry out of uh, Burlington where uh, they get about $540,000 annually to do ministering work as an NGO in darkest Africa, places like Uganda. And this is what has raised the ire of Thomas Mulcair and uh, other fellow uh, travelers or like-minded individuals who believe because their position on homosexuality uh, is counter to his words, Canadian values, and therefore, therefore they ought to be defunded. Mm-hmm. And now Minister Fantino, in charge of the file with the uh, Canadian International Development Agency, is looking into it. Uh, some suggestions that perhaps they're proselytizing or promoting their anti-gay agenda. That's one of the arguments. Now, Uganda is known as well for putting people who are gay overtly so in prison and uh, promoting the lifestyle. It used to be uh, some cases where they'd be killed, but now uh, I believe they've tamped that down to, uh, but prison is still uh, a prospect there. So, uh, let me start with you, uh, Scott Masson. Do you believe that there ought to be an examination of CETA funding this group, and should they have the funding withdrawn? Uh, ought there to be a, an examination of it? I, I guess if there's a sense that there's some impropriety involved in funding any organization. I, I, I guess I, for me the bigger question is whether uh, got the government ought to be involved in subsidizing uh, or contributing funding to any organization overseas like this. I, I just think the government has no business in that. I, I would like to decide where my tax dollars go or don't go, as in don't tax me so much and I'll give the money where I want. Um, but let's leave that aside. Um, on this particular issue, the funding goes to digging wells. 
um, and the digging, the, the wells go to the benefit of, uh, I would have thought they're indiscriminate, water goes to everyone. Uh, so I, I, I don't think that there's a particular problem with uh, them digging wells here. And they've been doing it for many, many years. And I don't think there's any question that it is benefiting the people that are there. I don't think anybody disputes that. So this is just political uh, uh, haymaking on the NDP's part to suggest that evangelicals are un-Canadian because of their beliefs. Uh, is actually, it's not just slanderous, it's a form of uh, religious baiting. Uh, and I think it's, uh, it's contemptible for uh, an elected official to uh, discriminate against a group of Canadians who have been foundational to the, the uh, life and the justice and the fruitfulness of this country. It is beyond contempt. All right, and the fact that they're also doing good work, we're guessing. Precisely. Digging we're, wells on the ground in, uh, in Uganda and places, far-flung outposts where perhaps uh, they wouldn't receive any help or assistance, their boots on the ground, Greta. Uh, but is it because they have a stance on homosexuality that would disqualify, should it disqualify them from receiving government money? I think that the government needs to be careful about where it puts its money, and I think it, it has in in the past scrutinized groups receiving its money and, and decided to pull funding, sometimes appropriately and sometimes inappropriately. I'm sure that there are non-governmental organizations that are not related to faith-based groups that are on the ground in Uganda that are doing this kind of good work, and the government could think about that. But as long as over 80% of our First Nations communities uh, come up with either high or medium-risk water facilities, I think the federal government should be putting its money here at home into into making sure that the water that almost 500,000 uh, Canadians on reserve receive, that that water is not at a very high risk uh, drinking water. All right, water so you don't want to subsidize, advisory. you don't want to subsidize missionary work. No, I don't think. No, absolutely. We should not be subsidizing faith based uh, initiatives that particularly those that do not promote the and support the the values that the Canadian people embrace. And and the Canadian people have embraced and our law has supported uh, the the rights of gays and lesbians and and not identified what what that them as sinful or of of an aberrant nature and I think that any organization that does that should not receive money from the Canadian people not well, out of my pocket and not out of Scott's right. Um, if Scott wants to, if Scott wants to give money to communications, Crossroad Communications, to take to Uganda, he can do that. Any evangelical can support their evangelical projects. All right, but if but we the were to federal flip federal government it, is we, a very different question. All right, but if we were to flip it on its side and suggest that uh, there are going to be people going to, say, uh, places in Africa that maybe uh, the predominant uh, point of view is abstinence is the answer to uh, you know high birth rates or uh, AIDS or whatever. And they were promoting handing out condoms. Do you think government money were okay in that instant? If that if that was the perspective of the people that were putting the money out, if that's the, that matches the Canadian perspective, then fine. There was a huge outcry when when the Pope went there and said that they shouldn't use condoms. And I mean, the world responded negatively to that. All right. So we're exporting a value system. It's a value system that we that that we can or cannot export. It's up to us. But I don't think that you should export a value system that does not represent the people of the country. Which country? Canada. Well, I, I don't think it's the government's business to be exporting Canadian values in that way with our tax dollars. We, we will do this ourselves. It goes beyond the government's mandate to do this. Uh, there is a clear distinction there, and John uh, highlighted it between... But you, you can say that with peacekeeping, with anything, like we're exporting our values. 
Right, but that's a form of colonialism, and you, you don't you don't particularly mind it as long as it, it's in accordance with your values. But when it's not in accordance with your values, you say it's un-Canadian. And I would like to think, I mean, I would like to think that I'm a Canadian, and I haven't been disenfranchised as a citizen because you disagree with me. And so your position and Mulcair's position is effectively to stigmatize your fellow citizens, say that they're not Canadians because they don't agree with you on what are what you call Canadian values, and suddenly you become the. Uh, I've given. I have. I, I, no, I you don't agree with the that. Point, but I've then, allowed you the right to put your money wherever you want to. You don't have to allow me that. I have that right, whether that's you give right. it to me or not. So, but you think that the government gives me that right, and that's the problem but here. But the government is taking my right to not put money into an evangelical organization. The government is taking my right away from me by doing that. I don't see how they're taking your money. I, they're, they're using my tax dollars to fund an evangelical organization. I don't think they should be funding any that has, of the organizations. That has that's the right the into everyone's home through the Canadian, through the Christian television service. Right, but you'd be happy if they distributed condoms. That was the point. No, if it was I, an organization, organization that was distributing condoms uh, and and if an organization was distributing condoms in a country in that believed that that was inappropriate, then I would think that was inappropriate. I don't think that Canada should be doing something in a country that that. Well, in Africa, they, they, they hate they hate that because they're whole, because to produce children is to foster community life. So they love that. So any all these abstinent all these programs where they uh, distribute condoms and birth control and abortion, this is totally antithetical to the African mindset. This is importing our values. It's the culture of death. Well, let's find out how the folks feel. We'll open the lines on a couple of points that we've. Uh, already addressed where uh, we've got a new pope, or uh, we're awaiting a new pope, and uh, is this a moment for the Catholic Church to seize and become more progressive? And the other question, Crossroads Ministries, evangelical Christians doing uh, ministry work in in darkest Africa, uh, should the government be funding them with taxpayer money? Yes or no? To the tune of 540000 results-based uh, projects, not organizations, and projects are delivered without religious content, Mr. Speaker, including this particular project. All right, well, therein lies the dilemma because it's a religious group out of Burlington, and uh, they're known to uh, actually take a position on homosexuality, kind of the uh, hate the sin, love the sinner idea, and, and they're uh, doing missionary work in Africa funded by CETA. That's our Foreign uh, International Development Agency to the tune of $540,000. Now Thomas Mulcair and others are calling for A, an investigation, and B, ultimately for funding to be withdrawn because they believe these people might be fostering an agenda that's anti-gay in deep, dark Africa. So that's the question. Uh, should they be defunded? And with Greta Vosper from the uh, West Hill United Church and Scott Masson, associate pastor at the Westminster Chapel here in Toronto, we've got a feisty debate going. Let's get to Terry in Port Perry. Hello, Terry. Uh, good morning, John. Yep. Uh, I'll give my bias right off the bat. I'm a Catholic and practicing Catholic. I attend Mass. I'm a member of Knights of Columbus. And I, and I sit here listening to Greta, and I almost feel that she's vindictive and hateful towards Catholics. Every time I listen to her talk, she attacks the Catholic Church. She attacks Catholics individually. She attacks our dogma. I, I don't know why she has such a, a vindictive attitude towards Catholicism. All right, well, let's uh, have her explain uh, why you feel that the Catholic Church is... I, I use the word retrograde, and they could use, you believe, uh, some kind of a revolution or a renaissance. I'm not sure that, I'm, that I have made remarks about Catholics personally. I have Catholic friends that are, that are uh, working in, within the Catholic Church to make change. They work... Uh, often in a very disheartened uh, but consistent way, um, trying to 
make change within the Catholic Church, and I think that that's appropriate. We at West Hill we hosted the an ordination service for women and for uh, one married man who wanted to provide ordained leadership within the Roman Catholic Church, and so the Roman Catholic Women Priests Organization ordained them at West Hill. But United, you're critical we, of some of their doctrine. I'm very things. critical of some of their of their doctrine. A, I think the entire rock that. Uh, Scott talks about uh, that I say is fissured. Uh, I think that 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 rock is a created story um, that uh, that was built up around a man that had a phenomenal posthumous marketing team uh, who created a doctrinal legacy. So you don't see has, Jesus. You don't see Jesus as a deity. All right, if I may interrupt, go ahead. She goes. She goes again attacking. You can say you, because I'm actually listening to you. You don't have to talk to about me in the third person. I'm actually here. So you can I'm say fine. you, go. I'll talk to you in the first person. I think you're vile. The way you attack the church, you just did it again, calling it a myth. My beliefs are very sacred to me, and I, and I find it offensive that you ridicule them. No, I'm not ridiculing them. I'm merely, yes, you are, I'm not. I'm merely expressing what my reading and my understanding and interpretation of Christian scholarship that I have accessed has taught me. Right. I'm not saying that you don't have that you can't believe that. You can Actually, believe you whatever are. you want. Actually, you are. You're considering me almost as a child for my beliefs in in in, in, what I, in my spiritual beliefs in Christ. I know that you think Christ is a myth. Right. So, uh, you can take that, and, and, and I, don't, I don't attack you for that. But I don't you just called me why. vile. Well, you Your attacks are vile. What you're saying, you're attacking me as a person in my belief. I'm not, I'm not attacking you, you as a person. Yes. That, I, 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 I disagree with you wholeheartedly. There are people in my in my circle of family you speak and out friends who have mouth, you've beliefs you've... that are completely antithetical to mine, and we have an extremely loving relationship. I, they don't think that I think that they're children and immature, as you have said. They have developed a belief system that guides their life, that has them use their lives in ways that bring light into this world, and I think that that's a wonderful thing. And if, and when the Roman Catholic Church is able to do that, it can be very beautiful. But right, when but the Roman you... Catholic Church denies people the right to bring light into the world for a variety of reasons, because of their sexuality, because of their economic circumstance and their inability to use birth control to mitigate that, because of their gender, then I think that that's mitigating what people, what humans have <coughs> to offer But shouldn't they the get world. another church to uh, go to that? I mean, you've written a book, uh, Certainly Christianity, other churches. Christianity Without Christ, and people see that mm. as an inherent contradiction. The question is, the question, the big question throughout all these things, is there such a thing as truth and falsehood? Greta doesn't think that there is, whereas Christians say that the way, the way in which the world is constructed, the way in which people are constructed, there is such a thing as justice and truth and goodness and beauty. And when we act in accordance with that, the world is also a better place. And they have acted upon this for 2,000 years, and we've seen that the world has become a better place as a consequence agree, of that. I agree, but I don't think right. that the, that the but, pretext is Jesus the Christ. All right, listen. Uh, I'm <laughs> I think gonna, the pretext we'll come, is our continually we'll, evolving right, right, understanding right, right. We'll extend of the truth. segment. We'll extend the segment, and there's also the issue of fairness. What does that mean? Kathleen Wynne, the new premier yesterday, talked about ushering in a fair society. I'm curious exactly how you define that. Hmm. And we'll return with the panel. Scott Masson, Greta Vosper, and more of your thoughts in a moment on The Oakley Show. Talk Radio, AM 640. Let's get back into the Culture War segment. Scott Masson, Associate Pastor at the Westminster Chapel in Toronto. Greta Vosper, Minister at the West Hill United Church. And uh, amongst other things, we've been talking about the Christian Evangelical Organization perhaps being defunded because they're doing work in uh, Uganda, but also uh, they've taken a, an anti-homosexual position, uh, as Christian Evangelicals do. 
Perez emails, when is Fantino and the conservative party going to ban the Catholic Church? The Catholic Church has the very same view on term in terms of sexual behavior that the Crossroads Ministry has. Should the government withdraw any money for programs the Catholic Church run here in Canada and abroad? Why not declare the Catholic Church persona non grata and prohibit its presence in Canada? Not to do this would be hypocritical on the part of the government. So I guess he feels there's selective condemnation here. The Catholic Church is coming in for uh, criticism. Greta Vosper, uh, not least amongst them, saying perhaps a moment for a more progressive doctrine now that uh, the Pope is stepping down. And that's the other question that we have on the docket here this morning, uh, whether this would be the opportune time to try to move in that direction. Manny and Ajax, let's get your call in here. Good morning. Yeah, um, contrary to some of the callers who are backing and saying things about Catholicism and all that, um, I back Greta. Uh, we must have more of this open-mindedness. Um, and, and what she's bringing is uh, the limited views of Catholics and uh, Catholicism. Um, when you say we, are you a, are you a self-described Catholic, Manny? No, I'm a Hindu. No, I'm going to represent the other religions on this. All right. But, uh, uh, or Hinduism, in fact. And, uh, you know, um, I, I, I'd, I'd like to uh, I like uh, the, the talk about homosexuality because really... It, uh, it, 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 it shows the limits, uh, and the, um, it doesn't show enough open-mindedness when, uh, when, it, when uh, Catholics and Christianity talks about this. And I know your other guy there, uh, what's the other uh, Scott? who comes in? Scott. Scott. No, the, the, the other guy who comes in, McBeady, I think. Oh, yeah, uh, on other occasions. Think, that's right. A lot of, uh, when I listened to him many times, I said, phew, you, you're really limited in your thoughts about homosexuality. This, this is creation of God. Uh, human beings are there. Are you going to stop them from these kinds of things? No, uh, it's, it's there. They, uh, All right, well, can I ask the caller a question? Matt, Manny, do you think there's such a thing as immorality? It, there is immorality. Right. And, and so are, are, you, are you saying that if I, as a, let's say I was a Catholic, uh, regarded you as a Hindu and said that your views uh, of... Uh, Hinduism ought to be the same as mine as a Catholic, would you say that that was rather arrogant and that uh, that wasn't your place to decide what Hindu views of things were? Oh, no, I respect that because it encompasses everything. Hinduism uh, encompasses everything. Right. And, and you cannot and you cannot judge somebody else's that because, uh, and that's what I'm saying, is that you... you, you, you you have an open minded to all of this. So, uh, Manny, how could you say that something was immoral if everything is included and is acceptable? No, make it inclusive. Make it inclusive of other things. So, right. All right. So, what Scott's saying is, there's no, there's no absolutes in Manny's world, and uh, everything is. So, I don't know what he means by immoral, other than. Yeah. Well, you know what? I mean, it, here's another ambiguous uh, phrase, fair society. I wanted to uh, just shift gears here because Ontario Premier Kathleen Wynne, Kathleen Wynne yesterday being sworn in utter the phrase fair society. For me, fiscal responsibility and social justice are inextricably linked. And you're correct in that there will be difficult individual decisions that we will have to make as cabinet, as government, as the legislature. All right. She said social justice, which brought to mind Pierre Trudeau's famous phrase about a just society. But she did say she is promising a, quote, fair society, end quote, and a new era of postpartisan conciliation. Greta Vosper, what does fair society mean exactly? Well, my concern about what Kathleen Wynne was saying is simply that 
that fair society is a moving target. I mean, it can be it can mean whatever you want it to mean. If you're talking about an equitable society or a just society, then you can you can get a little clearer about that. I think that Kathleen Wynne. I mean, if I was to project my own thoughts on to what she was saying, I think she's talking about how important it will be to balance our fiscal responsibilities along with the things that we want to do to to improve the lives of all Ontarians, not simply uh, those who have access, um, who already have access uh, because of financial position or perhaps faith, if they have a religious group that's going to be funded by the Ontario government, although I'd be shocked if that happened. Um, But I think that that it means that, as she said, there are going to have to be individual decisions. There's not a single plan that's going to work. And that's one of Kathleen Wynne's um, bonuses. Uh, I think that she has an incredibly collaborative spirit and that she will, with the with the rights and the best interests of a breadth of, of the bre- full breadth and diversity of Ontarians, she will put those conversations at the table and, and struggle her way through them. So fair society, it's like everyone welcome at the table and uh, no one left behind and everybody's looked after. The only thing that's puzzling about that statement, Greta, is that you seem to have a problem with her notion of fairness, but her notion of fairness is a moving target. That's your understanding of what Christianity is. It's progressive. It, it, it's constantly moving. It's constantly progressing. I don't see any difference between you and Kathleen just- Wynne on this. Um, my comment you, about fair society. Well, no, yeah, yeah. just I need to respond. My comment about fair society means that Tim Hudak could talk about a fair society too, and it would mean very different thing than what Andrea Horvath <laughs> was saying about a fair society. That's what I'm talking about. Right, it's just it would the be the word same. Right. Well, the word just, no just, the word just can can't be impute the same. a particular meaning. All right. To well, it. we've got uh, you know you're, you're right, Scott Masson, because we've got fairness now that's invoked. Uh, Barack Obama's talking about people got to pay their fair share. Right. I'm hearing fair as a word <laughs> that I'm not really. It's ambiguous to me. It's kind of out there, but. I don't know what it means in concrete. Well, well, and the fuzziness is is problematic to people that think straight. I I agree with you there. Um, Fairness probably has a sense of balance. Uh, I think that's what he's probably appealing to. And and in that, he's probably uh, appealing to equality. Uh, taken in a mathematical sense is that everybody is taken to be exactly the same irrespective of how they have acted and so forth. Everyone ought to get the same. It's a form of communism is what we're talking about. So he's going to use the levers of power. She's going to use the state to impose fairness? Not only that, yes, I suspect that that's a part of it, and she thinks that that is uh, fiscally prudent, and I think uh, the lessons of history demonstrate otherwise. Well, she thinks it's the role of the state. You've just proven what I mean. I don't think but that's she also, what she will be talking about at she all. She also thinks that, and this has been clear from her platform from the very beginning, as education uh, minister, is that she is bringing about a fairness curriculum with respect to uh, sexual diversity and so forth. It's She is going to bring it in now and impose that sort of uh, fairness, which is a gay agenda on the rest of the populace. In the name of fairness, in the name of inclusiveness, everyone is going to have a, a homosexual normativity foisted upon them. And the TDSB's, TDSB's own posters suggest this. And uh, and they also suggest that parents who are faith-based can't pull their children even out of that. All right. Uh, so what it means is uh, social engineering will it bring is social about engineering fairness. And fairness. Greta, Greta Vosper, is that the right approach to take? Do you think? Do you agree with that statement? By the way, uh, you know, I almost have nothing to say to to that because I think that's ridiculous to say that a child should should mo- go into an education system that is going to have their peers pulled out of a class if that child's sexuality or gender identification is raised, 
to to say that we need to protect our children from norm from making something normative that they consider aberrant and wrong i find unbelievable if we were talking about bringing a child into a classroom who was carrying a gun or who was constantly thrashing out and and using profanities and 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 hitting and harming other students and that that behavior was made normative that's something different but when something that is inherently true about an individual could possibly be set aside as something that it would be unfair if we allowed that to be called normative in our public schools i, just don't I know find that unbelievable all right but i guess age appropriateness is really uh there's the rub. A lot of parents believe that's not age appropriate for kids as young as five and six. We don't regard not- young children to be morally responsible. If they commit, commit a criminal act, we don't treat them as adult offenders. And the reason why is they don't have the moral capacities to act and be judged and uh, responsible for and that the the point here is that we would also and with respect hold to hold children morally responsible for their sexual identity. No, no, identity. no their sexual identif- uh, identity, as you call it, which I just think is a mythological construct, um, is is something. Well, it's not. Scott. They're not you, capable of making moral head, decisions. But it is not. This, huh? I mean, you, it is not. It is not myth- a mythological construct. Because you say so, and you don't believe Gender in absolute identity? truth. Gender identity is <laughs> yeah, not a, a mythical concept. Of course it is. The, t- the term didn't exist 10 years ago. Well, we're going to have to leave on that note. I guess we're going to ag- agree to disagree or something to that effect. Uh, interesting points discussed this morning with the culture warrior Scott Masson from the Westminster Chapel in Toronto, Greta Vosper from the West Hill United Church. Thank you both. Thank you for listening to this message brought to you by the Ezra Institute for Contemporary Christianity. Please feel free to share it with friends, but do not charge for or alter the material in any way without the express written consent of the EICC. Thank you.